Hello, and welcome to episode 43 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And this week's episode is going to be a little bit of maybe deck therapy and format therapy for James. Yeah, I need some therapy after this week. Yeah, he's a... He's lost in a sea of elk. Yeah, I have lost my way. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to kind of talk about like where the format is in mm-hmm. standard. Some of the issues that we see with it. And um, I'm I'm locked on a deck. This is either a good thing or a bad thing, but I am locked on a deck. Yeah, I think I finally figured mine out. So, I don't think it's great, but we're going to roll with it, I think. I don't think mine's great either. Yeah. The content you came here for, <laughs> decks we don't think are great. That we're uh, registering for a $100 GP. <laughs> there we go. You can uh, tweet at us if you want to try to steer us off the cliff. Yeah. Uh, at Casual Tripod on Twitter. Yep. You can also find us at Casual Tryhard MTG on Facebook, or you can email us at show at Casual Tryhard MTG.com. A, a plug for the Twitter account. Like, I am constantly doing my best to like send you the best looking decks and like channel fireball content yeah. they gave us a follow a while back so <laughs> yeah you do do a really good job and with a Twitter like account. just uh just before i came over here there is a tweet of the there was someone retweeted the guy the french uh magic player who helped develop the bant food deck mm-hmm. and it had a sideboard guide in it perfect so i tweeted it not because we're on Bant Food, right. but so we know what, what they're expect. bringing in in that one matchup. So at least we have like, okay, yeah. we know what their zag is. Do we zig or do we like know what to do? Yep. So I'm trying to do my best to like send stuff out. I sent out, uh, Martin Yuza had like 13 of the like, what is the festival? Artisan. Uh, Artisan yep. decks that he was playing. So just like little odds and ends. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're trying to like you know be useful but not overwhelming. And again, I retweet zero drama. <laughs> Thank you. There so, is plenty Twitter drama out there. Don't so need anymore. The first thing I want to touch on is the big announcement of the day, which isn't standard related. It right. is Pioneer. Yep. So Wizards has decided that basically every Monday mm-hmm. they're going to let the band hammer swing. Uh, they did this for a reason, though. Initially, when they rolled Pioneer out, they said bands would be frequent, forthcoming, and whenever they felt like doing it. I don't think they expected the format to take off the way it did. Yeah, like the fact that like Star City dumped Standard for Pioneer and the their Invitational. Invitational. Yep. And all, there was a local store here that was supposed to run a team event that ditched Standard and ran for a Pioneer. Pioneer event. Nerd Rage Gaming, like... Uh, which is that runs a big tournament series in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, they I think they're Chicago, right? Yeah, they're based out of Chicago, I yep. do believe. But they basically couldn't get people to register for their standard event. They yeah, were they run, had like two people pre-registered for the event for like they, uh, it was like a one k event yeah. or something. And so they were like uh, pioneer, and they like were able to fire the tournament if they're making it pioneer. Uh, this this story was even better than that. They said they put a tweet out and said we only have two people pre-registered for the standard event obviously we can't run you know a 1k with two people registered so this was like three day, three or four days before the event they said if we can get 100 people pre-registered for pioneer we'll run at pioneer and it sold out before they ran the tournament yeah so people are definitely into this format I think every weekend there's probably a big-ish Magic yeah. Online or, like, paper event going forward. So mm-hmm. they're going to have information. I don't think they're going to ban something every Monday. No, they said they're going to make an announcement, though. a thing that can happen. Because basically right. they're letting players play test the format. Mm-hmm. 
Which is smart. Yeah. Today was the first day of bannings. Mm -hmm. And to the surprise of no one, Felidar Guardian went bye-bye. It did. I kind of feel weird discussing Pioneer because I have played actual Zero games yet and I've been trying to concentrate on this standard thing. But I don't know, like from what I've seen, the cat combo decks weren't super prevalent. They I must think, have access to a bunch more data than I do, though. I think there were, they, they did, I forget what they actually said, but I think there were like three or four mm-hmm. in the top eight of the uh, PPT, uh, of the PTQ oh, okay. uh, this weekend. So it was pretty well represented. Yeah. And I think they said it's just like all over the place. Yeah. Um, I do believe in this announcement they mentioned problematic win rates also. And this yeah. was one that fell under problematic win rates. And they banned Cat as opposed to Sahili because they think Cat is more likely to break in the future. Yeah, they they weren't confident in their abilities to print a card that wasn't broken with Cat, so they got rid of Cat instead. Yeah, and this goes back to what we had talked about last week where right. we said we think they get rid of Cat uh, because they mistemplated it right. on the front end. Yep. And now, like, any Planeswalker, any blue-white Planeswalker that blinks something yeah. is just broken with cat now on some level right right you just get multiple resets and you just like set up loops and whatnot Mm -hmm. because like even like a blue white planeswalker that blinks something yeah with altar of the brood right that you just mill your opponent out yep you're like nothing brood cat planeswalker mill you out yeah it also does it works weird with like chain veil too right i have no idea how chain veil works but yeah, well, it lets you activate Planeswalker... Planeswalker abilities multiple times. Yeah, like an additional time per turn. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that's the way it's templated. So it's not... I don't believe it's Planeswalkers you have. It's all Planeswalkers. So if you blink a Planeswalker, you can activate it, activate it, blink it. Gotcha. Activate it, activate it, blink it. So there's a lot of like three-card combos you can yeah. put together. So yeah, they just got rid of that. Mm-hmm. There were two then weird ones... The last one that we're going to talk about is not weird. The weird one is Oath of Nyssa. Yeah, okay. So Oath of Nyssa is from the, the Oath cycle from Oath of a Gatewatch. Yep. And it's a green for a legendary enchantment. Mm-hmm. When it comes into play, look at the top three cards of your library. You can put a land, creature, or a planeswalker into your hand and the rest on the bottom. Right. And then you can cast planeswalkers with mana as if it were mana of any color. Yeah. This is kind of problematic in this format because it there's been a whole bunch of three mana planeswalkers that are broken lately. Yeah, it leans super hard on like Oko and yeah. Teferi. Yeah, and this just fixes your mana, digs you to whatever you need. It's just kind of a problem they're trying to stop before it starts. Yeah, and like it also fits into sadly Kethis combo. Yeah. I had I had four of those in my Kethis deck. Yeah, I don't I, think this kills that. Deck no, though. I don't think so either. It just it was just a good one mana yeah. legend that let you like yeah. dig and like found you your pieces. So like the deck probably has to pl- go up a land mm-hmm. and a couple other like small changes, but I think it's still functional. Yeah, it was. I saw it compared to like Faithless Looting on on a tweet today, where basically it's a one mana thing that fixes you. Yeah, it fixes whatever your problem is. Right, and that's not a good place to be. It's also not something that green is supposed to have access to. Yeah, well, green's color identity has just been blown up to yeah. be whatever it needs, whatever we want it to be. Right. Do you want it to kill creatures? We got that. Sure. You want it to draw cards? We got, we got that. It. Yeah. You want it to kill artifacts and enchant? There's nothing green, I don't think, 
can't do other than I guess counter a spell like normally. Like I guess frilled mystic, yeah. but it's green blue and well, there's like there's, guttural response. Yeah, I was just gonna say guttural response. And I guess veil of summer. So I guess green. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess green counter spells. Sure. Uh, I guess green counter spells now. So green basically gets to do everything. Gets to do whatever it wants. So like when you get to take all those like random green got to do whatever it wanted cards yeah. and then put them all in like one format. Yeah. It's a problem. Turns out it's pretty good. Yeah. So oath was a little unexpected. Yeah. But I guess you do that now. So the format doesn't build itself around oath. Right. And then in six weeks have to ban oath because the format has built itself around this one mana cantrip. Yeah. It's also like doesn't really promote like fun play patterns either. No. Like when all, when all of your decks start with oath of Nyssa, then all of your decks are base green and you're playing a bunch of planeswalkers because that's what it encourages you to do. And then there's not a whole lot of room in the format. And that to was something that they else. said that it like it, it promotes a bunch of planeswalker gameplay, yeah. which yep. people are not like super uh, fond of. Oh, you mean coming off a of War of the Spark with 30 something planeswalkers and then into Oko Land? People aren't I mean, happy with planeswalkers? I mean, pro tip stop printing three mana planeswalkers. Yeah. Like, I think that is what this comes down to, is that Wizards cannot appropriately assess the power level of three-mana Planeswalkers. Yeah. They've missed on so many and missed mm-hmm. in, like, they were too good. Yeah, spectacular fashion they missed in. Right, I mean, they just... <laughs> like, there's some that are fine, like, stupid Light Shield guy, Teo the Light oh, yeah, Shield, whatever. who's, like, an uncommon... Yeah. Eh. Like, his passive ability is no one knows because it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, <laughs> basically. Right? But then, like, they're, like, also, like, Narset, yeah. whose passive ability is, is, like, half your cards in multiple formats don't do anything. Or Ashiok. Yeah. No more searching. Yeah, like, oh, well, that's a, oh. Teferi, no more casting spells. Yeah, so they've done a bad job. They need to, yeah. like, back that back. And I think they can't, like, just ban hammer all the three mana Planeswalkers. Right. So you ban the enabler. Yeah. And this is probably the best enabler in Pioneer. Yeah. And so the last one was one that, like, I guess I had heard about the deck, and I I haven't seen it. Um, I actually had... I was in Baltimore last week for training, and on my way back home after I was done listening to my podcast, I tuned in to the... uh, I don't know if it was a PTQ or, like, the Challenge or whatever that Todd Anderson won with this deck. I think he finished second, didn't he? Oh, that's right. He did finish second. Yeah, he lost to Nexus. Yeah, kill me. <laughs> and this deck looked insane. Like, absolutely insane. Yeah, so we're talking about Leyline of Abundance. Yeah. That that green kind of bulk rare that you kept that you would open in your sealed pools and, like, throw aside in anger. Yeah, I meant to go back, like, in the in the archives here before, before the episode, because I'm pretty sure we talked about this in the Core 20 video. Okay. And I wanted to... Like re-listen to what we had said about it because I'm pretty sure we said it was unplayable. It is wildly unplayable in in limited, and I guess when you get to the point where you have like eight turn one mana dorks that you can yeah. then get to three, and then like was it the other problem was like Nykthos? It gives you two free devotion yeah, for it's Nykthos. Two free pips for Nykthos. It also works strangely with Nissa, right? All the lands produce three. All the animated lands. All the yeah. animated lands produce three because it's, which is a thing. Like I've played a blue green Nissa Leyline of Abundance deck in old standard when it was like cast like thirty green spells and I was yeah. like, well, 
I guess we're going big. It's like hybrid. a bunch of green spells. Hydroid Crisis, Nissa, and some <laughs> elves. Yeah. So apparently that was just a deck, but you got to like dump all your mana into Walking Ballista. Yeah, it was Walking Ballista. Some of them were running Crisis. I don't remember what the other payoff was. Some of them were casting Ugin. Yeah, they were. That's uh, a yeah. plus good times. Yeah. Just Oh, and the last ability on Leyline. Oh, yeah, you get to just dump a bunch of mana in it and put counters on your guys. Yeah, when you have, like, 30 mana, and then you can turn your Nykthos into a creature and untap it and activate it again. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah just... It's in, you just get so much mana. I saw, like, turn two, 15-15 walking ballistas, turn two. Turn two. Turn two. All right, that's not okay. No, it's not okay. That's why the card had to go. Yeah, but it's just super weird that, like, that card... Like, the deck is busted, but yeah. it's super weird. I'm calling someone out, not by name, but someone in our uh, uh, store chat was like, green's been terrible for the last year. <laughs> and it's like, no, green has, like, I can't think of a standard format in the last year yeah. that green hasn't been the best deck. Right. It was, I think you rattled off, like, there was Golgari, mm-hmm. and then there was Sultai, where it right. was Golgari plus Krasis. Right. And then, like, four-color rally. Mm-hmm. Not four-color rally. Four-color, um, basically, rally. Command the Dreadhorde. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot like, about that was a green Horde. deck. Yep, that was, that was kind of just, like, another iteration of the Sultai deck. Yeah. But yeah. And then you had Scapeshift. Yep. Bangolos. And, and then Scapeshift got supplanted by Kephas. Yep. Also green. Green. <laughs> it was. It's more of a blue-black yeah. deck, but it's got green cards in it. Right. And then you went into the Bant Golos into Simic. Right. Right. And again, it goes back to like, there's nothing that green doesn't get to do. Yeah. Like every other color, you can be like, well, what doesn't red do? Well, it doesn't blow up enchantments. Right. And it has like kind of medium creatures. Well, and it has to do like everything through damage too. Yeah. It's like, oh, what doesn't black do? Well, black can't get rid of artifacts right it can kind of get rid of enchantments now if you're a commander player um <laughs> and like it, well, hurt, Black, it hurts Black's thing though was that it could do i think it could do anything as long as it hurt you enough while doing it yeah and then it's like well what doesn't blue do it's like blue gets crap creatures and like no removal right blue can't kill things right and like what does white not do well win right white doesn't do anything <laughs> uh, white doesn't do anything white there's only four colors in magic <laughs> um but like okay well white gets like mediocre creatures but like good like exile but like yeah. fragile removal right and fine it and gets then, permanent based removal yeah and like what does green do it's like well green gets a bunch of big idiots that fight things so that's and gets, removal and it gets a, a bunch of little guys that ramp your big guys out and it can kill artifacts and enchantments. Like we have it uncommon in the set right now, like yeah. Thrashy B. Yeah. Just takes care of all that stuff. Yep. Um, it also can draw cards. Yeah. The only thing it can't do is counter things, but like, cool, of- your thing resolves. I'll just make something bigger to invalidate it. Or Veil of Summer. Yeah. Fine. Like uh, Mystical Dispute, your Oko. Veil of Summer. Oh, trust me. I live in fear <laughs> of the like turn three. They've gone like turn one. Uh, goose and I shock it and then they're yeah. like turn two play a paradise druid yeah turn three oko and I'm just like oh god no I need this mystical <laughs> re- dispute to resolve 
no whammy and like it resolves and I'm like yes <laughs> I get blown out and then I'm like okay now I need a counter sp- this leads into now I need a counter spell for that Nissa that's coming up next which yeah. is why they attack with their paradise druid yeah we'll talk about that in a minute yeah so that's pioneer <laughs> so pioneer still the wild west I yep. think I sent out a tweet uh, last week that was like do all the broken stuff you want to do this weekend because yeah. um, it's gonna go away so mm-hmm. if your broken thing was leyline of abundance Sorry. Sorry. Hope you had your fun. Yeah, and making infinite caps. Yeah. But could this be Marvel's time to shine? Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. I so almost... real quick while we're talking about Pioneer, I know we mentioned Cuthis briefly. Yes. Is that uh, your first foray into the format is going to be Cuthis? Or are you working oh, on... Cuthis is built. Oh, yeah? Cuthis is built and functional and has played games. It's now okay. down four cards. I think I told you, like, I just like I was playing Jesse, mm-hmm. and he tapped out, and I was like, you're dead now. It was like turn five, and he's like, "Why?" And I just proceeded to like mill Tumble myself off. out and like get a Jace. Yeah, uh, and that was like a bad version of the deck. I have a better build of it now. Mm-hmm. But on this last Friday, Jess got Godfrey's gift. That's where I was wondering if you were headed. It's almost all foil. We okay. have we have not f-ed around. <laughs> oh crap! Sorry. <laughs> we'll have to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. I have to find that. Uh, You'll have to find it and put a bleep in there. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, we've not messed around. Yeah. Combat celebrants yeah. and Aurelia's. I just take all the combat. I steps. went off and I think I took three combat steps in a row. Yeah. And the guy was like, yeah, I think like he blocks some stuff. And I was like, yeah, but he's like, yeah, you're, you're dead. I can't beat you next turn. And I was like, <laughs> and like, but I, I made it, I guess it's, it's four color. Cause I put, um, I can probably find something better in white, but I put in green for veil of summer mm-hmm. and Rex age. Because I wanted a yeah. creature creature based way to blow up ley lines and other like graveyard hate, and yeah. I was like Rexage. Rexage. So I don't know if it's good enough because like to combo off with like protection mm-hmm. in terms of like being able to like play Gate to the Afterlife and then activate it as turn five. Yeah. I don't know if that's good enough, but that seemed fine. Mm-hmm. I uh, think uh, Jim Davis today tweeted out uh, goblins. Okay. Gift version. Okay. That seemed interesting. I don't know how good it is, but yeah, because I guess Skirk Prospector is is good in that yeah, list. Yeah, Bullmet Courier. Yeah, that's the card I don't have in that yeah. might be worth putting in. But I was on the like Merfolk Secret Keeper. Yeah. Merchant of the Veil. Hard Mill Plan. Yeah. Merfolk Secret Merchant of the Veil. There's another one mana. Oh, Insolent Neonate. Yep. Minister. No, I didn't put in Minister because you only get like two mills. Right. I had Rick's Mati Reveler. Okay. I think Bomat Courier is probably just better than Rick's Mati though, right? Probably. Uh, but Rick's Mati lets you like play less lands. Like you can like dump something and try to hit yeah. a land. And like I splashed like three black sources to be able to activate the spectacle cost. Okay. Um, And then I, 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 the cards that are probably weakest are I have Champions of Wit, Champion of Wits. Oh, that was a slam dunk home run in the old versions. Yeah, I don't know, like, just because the format's probably faster. Yeah. Like, three mana to, like, make a 2-1. Yeah. Like, whatever. And then, like, the only non-creature spell that's not part of the combo mm-hmm. is it charm. <laughs> Woo! Gets to do everything. I need to counter yeah. something. Is it charm? I need to kill yeah. something. Is it charm? Do I need to loot? Is it is charm? It charm? <laughs> just does it all. <laughs> It was fun. I don't know yeah. if it's good enough, but it is uh, something I'll probably just have together and mm-hmm. like dust off every so often. 
I am uh, super happy with what I've seen of the format so far in that there is a mid-range deck that is good. So I'm pretty happy about that. I'll probably put that together at some point, probably after this weekend. I'm assuming that mid-range deck uh, features uh, Oka. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the best mid-range deck is Saltai Food. Yep. <laughs> Playing Gilded Goose and Oko. Yep. And then you just get like Thought Season Abrupt Decay. Fantastic, I'm in. Yeah, that deck does have a problem. Like, if you don't have, like, I guess Oko fixes it. Like, let's say they play a Gurmag Angler. Yeah, it's an elk. Yeah, it's an elk. Yeah. But, like, none of your removal kills, like, a four drop. Yeah, I'm, some of them are running, like, splitting uh, Abrupt Decay and Assassin's Trophy. Yeah. So. But, yeah, it is, uh, it is basically moist jund. Yeah. It is just, like, basically, green, yeah. black, and then it's like, well, Oko's busted. Yep. They so, get to run Kalidus, which is why I got an Jund in the first place. Yeah, Kalidus is good times. Yep. So I'm probably going to put that together. And um, I'm also, I've seen a couple lists floating around that are very, very similar to like my favorite standard deck of all time, which was this weird like black-red zombies thing I played for a while during yeah. Shadows Over Innistrad. Um, so I'm probably going to put that together too. I might put that together and bring it with me to Richmond. Yeah, I, I I'll like make some changes and I'll have I might bring one deck, but I'm just gonna plan to day two. Yeah. And then uh, we'll go from there. We'll go from there. So all right, standard talk. Standard talk. So first let's kind of set the st- scene of what standard is. Sure. Um so if you follow us on Twitter, yeah. I tweeted out on Sunday when I did all of our data what the format looked like for us on Arena. So this is also your like arena update as well. Yeah, we're gonna lump them all together. We had broken out Simic slash Sultai Food as one deck right. on the sheets, and it was 44.8% of the matches we played, and we played 67 matches. Yeah. There was a point where we were at a smooth 50% when we played, 50, we had 56 matches played, and 28 of them were against Simic. Yeah. There was a point early in the week before the reset Mm -hmm. where I played my way through gold and I had played one matchup. I played, I think seven Simic food matchups in gold. That was all I played. There were no other decks. Gold was a hundred percent Simic food. Yeah. After the reset, I played four more Simic food matchups and then some other things. Mm -hmm. But there was a point where it was just all food all the time. Yeah. And you're like, well, Brian, that's arena. The arena's not the real world. You're right. Arena's not the real world. Let's say you were Japanese and you went and like played in a 1,500-person tournament. That's a big event. That is a big event. 57% of the people who day sued were on something that was classified as food. That's insane. Either Simic, Sultai, or Bant. Yeah. I saw a uh, card breakdown that um, I think Channel Fireball put out at some point over the weekend for like the most played cards. And number one was Basic Forest. Uh-huh. And it was like three times as many copies as the next most played card. Yeah. So you're like, okay, well, 57% of people were banned food. They're conver- uh, in day two. Their yeah. conversion rate to top eight couldn't be better than that. It was seven out of eight of the top eight decks yeah. were Simic. There was one guy who was on blue-white control because it has a good food matchup. Yeah. And... Then seven people on Oko. <laughs> That's insane. Blue White finished second because yeah. he just got like matchup he showed up for, matchup he showed up for. 
I guess a 66% win rate against the matchup I showed up for yeah. is all I can ask for. Lost yeah. the last one. Poor guy. All right. So you're like, okay, that's Japan. Japanese people do cool Japanese stuff. Yeah, whatever. That can't be everyone. Let's go to Europe. <laughs> Let's go to Lyon, shall we? All right. Here, 41% of day two participants were on something that was deemed food in the breakdown. So you're like, okay. Conversion rate can't be better than 41%, can it? Five out of eight of those decks were, uh, in top eight, were food. Food. And I do believe food won. I think Bant food won that one. Yeah. So food won both GPs. Yeah. Over 50%, probably, Mm -hmm. of the combined two GP metagame. Right. And was 12 of the 16 possible top eight slots. Yeah. Uh, for the weekend. And this leads to my conundrum. So this is this is where we are. Yeah, this is my, my hell. Now, I'm just living here. Early in the week, or early in the, in the... Our process. In the process, when I think when Golos and Field of the Dead were still legal, yeah. you were like, Simic is great. It's mm-hmm. just Jun. It is. It's this just is a mid-range deck. Amazing. This is all I ever wanted to play. Yeah, now I hate myself. And now you're like, I don't <laughs> want any part of this. No. So what has changed? What has changed was I started playing a whole bunch of mirror matches on Arena, and they're miserable. Like they're not they're not fun games to play. They're usually decided on turn one, even though you don't realize that until turn eight. It's yeah. decided who goes first. Yeah, this is something that I think we brought up a podcast or two ago where Brian Brondoen was talking about the fact that the fundamental turn in standard Mm -hmm. right now is turn one or turn two. That if you don't have meaningful interaction for their turn one play being Gilded Goose, Mm -hmm. you're just so far behind it doesn't matter. Right. And like that, what does matter though is if you were the first one to play your Gilded Goose. So like it could have nothing to do with your opening hand or how well you play. It's if you lost the die roll. Yeah. In the mirror, you're probably going to lose. Yeah. I mean, so I'm playing a a blue-red deck, Mm -hmm. and in the blind, I routinely will mulligan good sevens Mm -hmm. that don't have one of my eight ways to stop uh, a turn to Oko. If I'm on the draw, I just snap mulligan every hand that doesn't have a piece of one-mana interaction to either kill their goose or counter their Oko. Right. I was doing the same thing all week. And like and that's like ridiculous. It works. Yeah. yeah. But like you get to your like six and if you're like if your six doesn't have one of those things, you're like, Well, do I go to five? Which I sometimes will just do. The answer is go to five, yeah. And then you're like, Well, I hope this five is like even remotely functional. Yeah. And so you're just like, Well, and like God help you if like my deck has eight tap lands in it. Mm-hmm. God help you if you have like a tap land and you're like, Well, I have the shock, yeah. but the only untapped source I have is an <laughs> island. Do I have to send this back? <sighs> so that's not a good place for the format to be where if you're no. like, if I don't interact on turn one, I get buried. Yeah. So like, I was out of town all week. So after I was done with my classes or whatever, I spent basically all night every night on Arena trying to figure out what I was going to play this coming weekend. And I played... Your list, your is it list. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Green Black Adventures. I played Sulte Food. I played Simic Food. I played 
uh, red black sacrifice. I played a whole bunch of different lists and I hated all of them for a whole bunch of different reasons. But I think what I had boiled the format down to is that you can build a deck to have like a turn two answer to Oko and you can build a deck to have like a turn four answer to Nissa, but you can't really build a deck to have a turn two answer to Oko and a turn four answer to Nissa. Consistently. Right. And like they always have it. They I mean, always the, have a way to get like from Oko to Nissa. Yeah, I mean the the format has once upon a time. Yeah. So you keep your hand that has your planeswalkers and then you look for your ramp and your lands. Yeah. Or you keep a hand that is like Shockland, Goose oko and you're missing your land and you're just Mm -hmm. like oh i have five looks at it for no mana i'll just do that Mm -hmm. or you know like well i think i can win this matchup in the blind with a turn four nissa yeah so i'm just gonna like go land and then i'll cast my my free once upon a time to find another land so Mm -hmm. that i can play my uh, my paradise uh, Paradise Druid. druid and then i know i'm gonna have it yeah and my turn four play can just be like a wicked wolf and stabilize against mm-hmm. like a small dorky creature. Yeah, and that's the other thing that we haven't talked about is wicked wolf just like instantly stabilizes you against anything in the format. Anything that is small, right? Yeah, it doesn't even have to be small. You're making food for free. True. They have a very solid one drop. They have yeah. a, uh, they have a two drop, and I think Paradise Druid is also part of the problem because yeah. like. A normal mana dork you can interact with you can interact with so like i would love it if like i could go like on the play like you know mountain go they don't play a goose and mm-hmm. then they turn to like play paradise Shrew, and i could go like shock it and then like cast an opt right right and then i'm just like well i can't trade properly with this paradise Shrew until you tap it mm-hmm. and by that point i'm late. already behind the paradise Shrew. yeah Cause like you've already got your man out of it. Like you didn't yeah. have to like, you're not taking any risk. The deck has a lot of cards that don't require you to take risk. Right. Like wicked wolf. When there's a food, you don't it's have to take roll. a risk. Yeah. Right. It's so, going to eat something. It's going to eat a questing beast. Yeah. And then you're just like, Oh, like now I'm super far behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's not ideal. The other problem I was running into is something that we talked briefly before the show here is that, like both of the problem planeswalkers out of food, like leave behind meaningful value when yeah. when you take care of them. You almost have to counter them in order to like get ahead of the curve. If they play an Oko and make a food, like they have a ton of uses for that food. Whether it's ramping into a Nissa later, whether it's food for a Wicked Wolf, uh, whether it's just going to sit there and hang out till they draw another Oko, and then it's going to be a you know a hasty three three. They have uses for the food. And then, like, Nyssa comes down and makes a 3-3 vigilant mana dork, basically. Yeah. Like, even if you, like, not just grasp their thing, they've still gotten plenty of value out of it, and you're behind the curve. Yeah, you get you get two for one. They're, yeah. like, in Nyssa's case, she's a, she's a creature that ETBs and makes a 3-3. Right. And Oko is kind of a creature that mm-hmm. ETBs and makes a can make a three, three Mm -hmm. or makes a valuable like trinket thing. Right. right? You never get ahead trading one for one because they're always trading two for one. Right. You're like, Oh, I'm going to one for one you with my noxious graph. It's like, well, no, you didn't because I got 
a piece of value out of it. Mm-hmm. And so you're just always a step behind. Yeah. It makes it really awkward to, to try and formulate a game plan for. And like I said, you can, you can build a deck that can deal with one or the other, but it's really hard to find something that'll do both. Yeah. And that's kind of where my problem was all week is I could, you know, I could play your is it deck where you have proactive measures in the form of counter spells to make sure that they don't get value off their guys. But if you're not like putting meaningful pressure on them and like dodging their wicked wolves in between them, you, you know, you countering an Oko and countering a Nissa, then they just crisis you out of the game and you don't have a hope of winning after that. You know what I mean? I have bounced many five five crises <laughs> and then killed them it's great i had an opponent who uh had a shifting ceratops and a Ooh. five five uh crisis and was at 10 and i had two brineborn cutthroats i double stomped his <laughs> his um i had four mana double stomped his uh shifting ceratops yeah to make my um brineborn cutthroats. big enough to be lethal yeah and then on my turn, bounced this crisis that he just drew two cards and gained two life and killed him. Wow. I've also had a lot of, uh, I let people resolve their wicked wolves. Mm -hmm. And then Uh, bounce it in response to the trigger. Let them eat their food. Oh, and do it in response to the And then do it in in response. And then you like get your, like ahead, you might be like stick your, then you can like maybe stick your, uh, uh, three one flyer, your Mm -hmm. brazen borrower. And now like whatever creature was left behind in the borrower now get to attack. Yeah. And if they play their Wicked Wolf again, they probably have to like just trade it one for one as a four-mana removal spell. Yeah. And then you can maybe cobble something together. The whole blue-red deck is just like, I'm going to try to cobble together exactly 20 right. points of damage. <laughs> yeah. And there's a <laughs> whole lot that can go wrong yeah. along that path. But there's like... There are specific draws that line up really well, and they just can't do anything. Yeah. And then there are just draws where you get clowned. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my 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 Sultai and Simic record is twelve and four. That's pretty good. And so I feel uh, pretty confident yeah. that I know what to do. But there are some draws where you're just like, well, I had to mulligan to five because I had to find one of my eight cards to answer your Oko, and right. I just never could catch up because I was down a bunch of cards. Yeah, it just seemed like when I, when I was playing it, and I didn't play it to the extent that you did. I just you know played it enough to kind of get a feel for it. But it seemed like you never really had good pressure. Like the deck would have worked fine if you could have backed up your disruption with some pressure, like more like a uh, more like a tempo deck than like a counter burn style deck. Mm-hmm. And like, there's no great way for you to get pressure while still interacting with what they're trying to do on their time frame. Yeah, you. It's really it comes down to the the games where you where you just like win easy. Yeah. Are the games where you're like on the play and can play a cutthroat. Yeah. Right. If you can like turn, like if you can like shock, kill your goose, play a cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Now, like you will have a counter spell up for, or hopefully have a counter spell up for their next play, mm-hmm. and then they're like super far behind. Yeah. And like the post board games, I bring in like four aether gusts. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, you're not gonna resolve anything. Like, yeah, tap your five mana for your Nissa. Yeah. Or it's like going back on top again. Yeah. August your crisis after the trigger resolves. Yeah. And then sure you gain life, but I'll be able to like get it, get a little bit ahead. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, yeah, I want you to spend all your mana this turn because mm-hmm. I can keep getting ahead. But it is, you are like on this like razor's edge of yeah. yay or nay. Yeah. So I don't think that was for me. Yeah. 
I also tried out the Team of Reclamation deck, which was supposed to have a favorable food matchup, and that is not a James deck. You just no. sit around and do nothing for three turns, and then hopefully you come out ahead in like four turns from then. Yeah, you hope to re- resolve a yeah. four mana do nothing enchantment. Yeah. And, I mean, you're, like, leaning super hard on, like, Flame Sweep to help you against the aggressive matchups. Yeah, and then you just lose it to Fairy. Yeah. Like, that was my problem with it. Like, even yeah. when I tweeted out, like, someone was, like, tweeted out, like, I'm doing really good with this team of Reckless. Yeah, I don't know how. I, my response was, this deck seems to benefit from Teferi not being played. Right. Because, like, that deck was unplayable when, like, it was a Teferi format. Yeah. And, like... And Teferi's coming back. I mean, when I showed you before we started recording, when I logged my, my matches on Sunday, I played against five Esper Doom lists. Oof. Yeah. I don't know how that deck has it. Like, I played it. I Maybe mean, I'm doing it wrong, but it just seemed like... You know what's hilarious? When you have a Cauldron Familiar and a Witch's Oven. Oh, God damn. And they play a Doom Foretold. <laughs> well, I'm going to drain you every turn. For a bunch. <laughs> Um, they the deck I think we talked about it before like it plays this resource denial game yeah. and then they rip a crisis and you've no longer denied them resources right yeah they're all caught up the game's just like oh I guess my tutu that I made last turn wasn't good enough so yeah. no no it wasn't good enough <laughs> so yeah the format's in a weird spot where like you can't have things all line up yeah the decks that are not Oko that are like reasonable have like super big glaring holes against like other parts of the format. Right. The green, white, or John Adventure decks like fold the cheap removal. Yeah. And like the team of reclamation decks play like Flame Sweep. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, well, I guess I lost all my dudes. Yeah. And like Bummer. that, that was exactly my problem with the green black list was that, you know, it had all these answers. It had murderous riders and noxious grasps and, you know, ways to deal with, you know, Oko and Nissa. But both Oko and Nissa leave something behind when you're done. Yeah. And you, and just, you like, the deck doesn't block. Yeah. Here's a 3 3. Like, oh, isn't, like I guess shit. your biggest, <laughs> I guess your biggest creature is a love struck beast. Right. And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, but then they turn your 1-1 into a 3-3, and you can't swing with it. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, well, oops. Yeah. Or, like, you bounce their 1-1. It's <laughs> great. So, yeah, the format has just not been fun. It's, yeah. like, repetitive games. Yeah. And it's, I think we complained about this earlier. It's a very snowball-y format. Absolutely. Right? Like, you go, like, you get an Oko, and, like, well, if an Oko resolves, like, you can't realistically kill it with damage mm-hmm. yeah it just it goes, goes up to, to six, six and then goes to eight and you're like oh my god oh yeah the number of times i've played against an oko and just been like how is this thing on 13 yeah like i can't do anything about this yeah. so i guess i'm gonna hope yeah um i'm gonna hope they don't want my uh um brazen- stomp- my stompy guy more than i do yeah my brazen borrower or whatever yeah uh part of the problem uh, with that whole thing, with just like Oko and all that in general, is you would think like, okay, I can try to get under this. Wicked Wolf says you don't get under me, right? And then also, I mean, even Oko just says you don't get under. Oh, me. So yeah, you just like keep getting like game three life. Yeah, like you can't play like I want to play Mono Red Cavalcade. Okay, good mm-hmm. luck. You better draw exactly four lands. Yeah, and no more. Right, <laughs> and you better rip the exact right mix of lands and spells. Mm-hmm. And you better hope that you go, like, 
one drop cavalcade, one drop, one drop, one drop tour brand. Yeah. Like that has to be your draw. Mm -hmm. And then you might get that. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, the other thing though is like Wizard said, I think it was this past week, they said something on stream about how like they didn't think about. Melissa and Paul, I tweet, I think I tweeted this out or at least posted it somewhere yeah they didn't think about elking your own stuff no elking your opponent oh elking your opponents they did not think about like the defensive elk right how yeah that was the first thing we talked about on the podcast is like you play the elko you make a food yeah and then anything good that you play just becomes a three three right like how do you get ahead that was like the first thing everyone thought was like oh man like you just like yeah the great henge is cool i mean the great elk is cool this is like twice it, you don't control mm-hmm. or that you control yeah. would have gone a, a million miles. Like yeah. so, Teferi Hero Dominaria. Yeah, if it was tuck a permanent you don't control. Yep. Right. Then he can't tuck himself, and right. then like control decks have to actually like do something. Play to win the at game. least one way to win the game. Right. And then Oko, if it said permanents you controlled, mm-hmm. right? Creatures and artifacts you control. Mm-hmm. Now it does how they play tested it. Right. But they never, I can't imagine, why would no one have like, I don't know, slammed a fill in the blank. like Questing sl- beast. Slammed a questing beast and then just been like, I guess I'll make it a 3-3. <laughs> then they just were like, well, I guess I just die to this now. <laughs> or I guess I'll make it a 3-3 to like chump block it. It's like, yeah. make it a 3-3. <laughs> just make it a 3-3. <laughs> and then you can like, Make your own three three in a turn, and yeah. you're fine. Yeah. Like, nope. We're just gonna make it a three. We're gonna we're gonna let's throw three threes in front of it every other turn. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand. Like, this goes back to like what were their what were their playtest decks? Yeah, I have no. What idea. were they playing against? Because they stopped doing like what was in the future future league. I know. I really like those articles too. Yeah, but they like yeah. It was Melissa DeToro and Paul Chion. Like Paul yeah. Chion asked her like, what happened with Oko? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, we just didn't think about the, like, defensive, like, making a 3-3. Yeah. And, like, if they didn't think about turning your opponent stuff into 3-3s, why didn't they make turn of the turn a thing into a 3-3 a minus? Yeah. Right? Because, like, if you weren't worried about, like, because I thought they didn't make it a minus because they were like, well, we don't want you to turn your opponent's thing into a 3-3 and immediately have your Oko attack yeah. down. But if that's not what they were thinking, then... Then why is it in a minus? Yeah, that's crazy. I understand that Planeswalker design was stale, where it was like a plus, a minus, and then a bigger minus. Yeah. But like maybe having two abilities that you lose loyalty <laughs> on is a good thing. In this case, probably. At least you wouldn't be dealing with 13 loyalty Okos. Yeah, so I guess that... So this format, while mid-rangey... You don't feel like it's it's a mid-rangey format that rewards decisions. No, not at all. Right, it's just And that's like the hallmark of a good mid-range deck is it rewards solid gameplay, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this doesn't at all. It rewards who found the right pieces the fastest. Yeah, and it just kind of spirals out of control. Yeah. And that's kind of how I I felt like I felt when I was playing the Simic Food deck cuz mm-hmm. I like I was playing was I playing Fires? And yeah. I rage bought four Okos yeah. uh, after like getting Okoed multiple times and yeah. just like getting clowned. And I was just like, why am I not playing this? And then yeah. I like put it together on Arena and started playing it. And I was like, 
why am I playing this? Like, right. I don't feel like I'm doing anything. I no, just you're felt, not. You're not it, making meaningful decisions. Yeah, it was just like, oh, they got this. Like, it's like, oh, they 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 played their Nissa. Of course, they're gonna have a crisis. Yeah. Or they're gonna like once upon a time into a crisis yeah. and like make us make an eight eight and draw four cards. And so you're just like, huh? I didn't do anything. Right. So we are sleeving up Corvold, which you've played how many matches with Corvold? I don't know, maybe a dozen. Okay. More than I thought you were going to say. Yeah, no, uh, quite a bit. Okay. That's, so that's what I played all day yesterday. So we have Corvold. Uh, one, two, three, four, eight, nine. Okay. Nine. So you're on Corvold, so it's the list that top aided Leon? Yeah, I, I tweaked it a little bit. Okay. The initial version of that list that I saw, I didn't like a whole lot. It ran yeah. like a random nickel bolas for some reason. Which just seems bad. Yeah. The uh, the actual like top eight list didn't come out until later. Um, okay. And that was closer to what I was actually playing. Okay. I did change the sideboard a little bit. Like I said, I wanted... I don't like that all of the answers for Oko and Nissa are reactive. Okay. Because I feel like that snowballs too easily. So like this list didn't have any duress. Okay. And I think that's probably just a mistake. Um, so I rearranged the sideboard some and put some duresses in there. And so... Is this deck just Jund? Uh, no, it runs. It's four colors. It, it plays Oko. Yeah. Of course it does. Of course it does. I mean, I bought them. I might as well play them, right? Yeah, well, I bought mine, and I'm just like, well, I guess I'll play You can play them in this. Pioneer. I'll play them in Pioneer. Or Modern, or Legacy, or Vintage. Yeah, there's a tweet where um, someone attacked with a 3-3 Black Lotus. Yeah. for An Elk Lotus for Lethal in Vintage. Yeah, yeah it was a $100,000 like Alpha Lotus, right? Yeah, yeah. something like that. <laughs> I want to put an elk overlay on it. (laughs) It's an elk. The format is exploitable. Mm -hmm. This is something they talked about on Arena Decklist. Yeah. But I like Teamer just seems like, and even if it is exploitable, like I don't know how well Teamer did in these events. Like it was, they were all hyped for it. Went like eight, two of them went eight zero in Lyon, and then those people did not show up in the top eight. I I haven't been able to convert. Yeah, I haven't been able to see. Yeah. I mean, that's a problem with not having, like, coverage either. Yeah, I haven't been able to see um, the other deck lists. Like, they yeah. usually do, like, the top 32. I haven't found... I haven't looked real hard, but I haven't found them yet. I looked briefly today. I didn't find anything. Yeah, so, like, just, like, those decks... Uh, like, those decks may have done well in, like, a day one mm-hmm. meta game, But, like, a lot of the uh, Simic decks and Sultai decks are bringing in, like multiple aether gusts yeah. and like a veil of summer yeah and like you get any pressure on you and you're like well i have to like e- explosion you for a bunch and they like gust it yeah like what are you gonna do cry yeah they're like well gust it and like okay i'll counter your gust i'll cast veil of summer yeah oh <laughs> or like you have to tap out to like expansion for like you know, exact bunch, or whatever yeah. and they're like one mana veil you like you play the whole game you're like i can't cast my spell that wins the game right because they have one mana up right yeah your your entire deck is built for one turn where you explosion them out of the game and all they have to do is leave a forest up and then you you have to like you have to play another lane you have to go another turn yeah to like try to have an answer and that's if you draw the answer right. so you and like negate is fine against Simic, but it's not great. No, because you're like, okay, I have my negate, and they're like, Wicked Wolf, I have a clock now. Your negate didn't do anything. Yeah, Oko, your negate didn't do anything. I guess you have to play Aethergust, but it's yeah. just yeah. 
So like those decks didn't turn turn anything around. Yeah. The um I do like the Corvold deck. It um it plays differently than you think it does. It doesn't really play like a food deck. It plays more like an aristocrat's deck, and mm-hmm. like Oko just kind of feeds that. Yeah, it feeds the it um, feeds things to sacrifice. Yeah, it's not it's not like you're using it as a super proactive. Th- I mean, obviously, if you have it on you know turn two, you're gonna slam it on turn two, but it like provides you long game instead of like just you know taking the game over on turn two. Yeah. So it plays a little bit differently than like the Simic decks do, which I thought was kind of cool. Are you, you get- are you on trailer crumbs? I am, yeah. I'm on two in the main and one in the side. Okay. Which is another way you can like accrue a whole bunch of value using your cats and your ovens and your okos. It's pretty slick. I have a hard time with that deck. Like they always seem to have like turn one oven, mm-hmm. and then like I I can't do anything. Yeah. It's super annoying. Like red needs in a braid. Yeah, it makes a lot of removal awkward. Yeah. Like not not just red removal. It makes you know the black removal awkward because. Like, what, you're going to swift end it, but then you don't get your guy because I'm just going to turn it into a food. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it makes uh, Murderous Rider worse. People will get greedy, though, and bring back their cat with a tapped oven. Oh, yeah. No, don't don't ever do that. Yeah. I've, like, snagged them with, like, Scorching Dragonfire and exiled yeah. the cat. Yeah. Because they'll, like, you know, tap, sack, and they're just going to start and, like, get the engine of looping it, and you're just, like, yeah. kill it and exile it, and they're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like like the I think the deck is like that deck is like a I'm sure a fine mid range deck mm-hmm. when it doesn't have oven. I feel like the red black deck, like if it doesn't have oven, is bad. Is just bad. Now yeah. they seem to always have oven, right? But like it just seems like it's not like the claim the firstborns. I had someone play like I lost to like uh, an act of treason because mm-hmm. the act of treason, and I'm like. How are you playing this card? <laughs> like, how was this like a thing? But they're like, you know, but they're claiming the force burn borns don't do anything if it's not like hit you for three, right. make a food. It's super weird. Like, I'm like thinking about like the stupid, not a goblin, one mana, like blow up an artifact to deal three to a flying creature. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is not good enough. But like, yeah. it's like if it was a like, three to a creature that didn't fly, <laughs> would be good enough. But why, why are you like this? And then, like, blue-white is the other deck trying to, like, exploit the Simic stuff because it yeah. relies on just not letting them resolve things. Yeah. Like, it's on, like, four Dovin's Veto, four uh, Absorb, mm-hmm. Time Wipe think, and stuff. I don't think I've actually seen anybody playing this. Yeah, it's... Um, I've played against it a few times. I actually changed my sideboard to account for it and for okay. Teamer. It's, like, four Veto in the main, four uh, Absorb, uh, Time Wipe... It's when conditions are agent of treachery, steal your stuff, or mass mm. manipulation. All right. To it plays little Teferi, and it's just straight blue white hard control. Hmm. And I think it just relies on the fact that game one you're just going to be able to counter every single solitary thing they play. Yeah. And then you're going to like eventually let something resolve and steal it. Exactly. It seems like you can get under it. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's super annoying when you're playing a deck with counter spells. Like, why they made Dovin's Veto uncounterable. Yeah. It's just like, no, this well, is not. It's not uncounterable. Oh, if you have Veil of Summer. Right. Yeah. I'm not playing green. <laughs> so I don't have uh, I don't have the spell pierce yeah. that draws me a card. I don't have Cryptic Command for a green yeah. to, to deal with that card. <laughs> so, like, there were multiple times where, like, I couldn't do stuff because they just had up two mana. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's a veto. 
I've got to like pick my spot to get my thing vetoed. Well, you can uh, brazen borrow it though, right? The veto? Yeah. No, brazen borrow is only bounces permanence. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was thinking um, aether gust, but aether gust isn't aether gust is red or green. Is red or green? Yep. Yeah. So you can like stick a brazen borrower. They can't gust, but then you can't protect it yeah. against like the next thing. Yeah. But yeah, so that deck's floating around, and I think it's hard targeted for Simic. But, I mean, I could see it taking a little bit of an uptick at Richmond just because... The format's 60% Oko. And it placed one in the top eight. Same yeah. with, like, your Corvold deck. Yeah. And what was the other decks in Lyon? Uh, it was, like, yeah, a Corvold sure. deck. I think there was, like, a red-black sacrifice deck, maybe? Maybe. Uh, so maybe some of those people really seem to think, like, you know cat plus oven is like the hard counter to breeding pool yeah which you know i'm not gonna be thrilled if i see that yeah a bunch there was a uh, three sultai food two bant food uh my corvold list erectos list and the azorius control yeah so it there were two blue white controls yeah in one in each of the gps yep so it seems like that might be something that like sees an uptick so i'm gonna like you know get off of the arena whatever event festival artisan event mm-hmm. and like <laughs> actually like play some matches to see if the format is shifting towards blue white control or yeah team or rec esper or esper yeah, I played a bunch of esper i i'm fine with that because yeah. they do like stow nothing for multiple turns oh yeah i'm i'm playing a sacrifice deck you think i care if they want me to sacrifice stuff yeah <laughs> So, yeah, so standard is, like I said, just one deck. Yeah. And I think it is just one deck until... Monday? No, they're actually not doing the banning until, like, the 18th. Oh, boy. Because that's why Star City changed the Invitational. Oh, yeah, that's right. Was So you have this, because the banning is the Monday after the Invitational. Yeah. So I doubt we're going to see an emergency ban... As much as they're gonna like run one more week of arena of yeah. of stuff with Oko and then ban it because you can't not ban it, right? Just because look at these last two GPs. Yeah, they're a mess. And I'm assuming that we're just gonna see like they're probably gonna do what they did with Golos, mm-hmm. where they're gonna go out of their way to find people that are like playing yeah. not the Sultai or Simic Mirror. Well. It'll be interesting to see how the Mythic Championship looks because there are a lot of pros running around toting that, like, there's ways to beat the format. Like we alluded to earlier, the Arena Decklist podcast said there's ways to exploit the format. They're not the only ones saying that. And, like, Jerry was just like, Teamer Wreck. Yeah. And so, is it a bunch of people on Teamer Wreck? I don't know. And then they just get obliterated by like everything else well they get obliterated by like bant yeah right so if people go from salt high to bant mm-hmm. and you're like oh i got my team of reclamation and they just like board teferi. in three to fairies and then what do you do cry like their sideboard against you is like three or four to fairies four veil of summers and aether gust yeah and you just don't do anything anymore you just can't like you're just spending the whole game trying to fight yeah. to resolve anything. And if they right. stick it to fairy, you're just like, well, I guess I don't. And I assume if you stick it to fairy, 
they just go up and they go up Mm -hmm. and they go up and they go up. And then the game comes down to like, can you like stick your NIFMIS it? Right. Post board. And is that good enough? And it might be, or there might be like three, three, three lands and it doesn't matter. Right. It might be, it might be different than we expect. Yeah. But I also. Not that I think it's going to be healthy because it's going to be super inbred, but. Yeah. I, I don't see going from. 57 and 40 percent oko and like haven't most of the mpl splits been like sultai decks yeah i think so like i know that huey jensen won his split with oko Mm -hmm. i I don't see all this being oko 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 and then all of a sudden mythic champion everyone just like hard steers against it and we go from like between 40 and 60% Oko. Maybe like, they're all going to be in the parking lot shaking hands, agreeing that we're not just not going to play Oko. Sure. <laughs> sure. Gamer's going to game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to play Oko. And like you sit down and your opponent's like turn to Oko. And you shook my hands like, hey, man. Borderless for, foils, man. Yeah, you're, hey, this was like, you know, I'm playing for $100,000 or whatever it is. Yeah. Like Oko. Oko. <laughs> Make it an elk. <laughs> I don't see it swinging too far, and yeah. I also don't know if I see the RGP mm-hmm. swinging too far. There were a lot of people. I read a couple of the like player cards, yeah, uh, for the top eight like interviews that were like, I wanted to be on the right side of history, yeah, right. The idea of like. I get to play Oko in exactly one tournament. It's yeah. clearly the best card. Kind of like us with Hogak. At, uh... A la Hogak. Yeah. And so they're just like, yeah, I'm going to just play this. Yeah. You know, maybe it's 40% and some people like run into people that just hard targeted them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh man, this sucks. I wish I would have played something else. Yeah. Because like I ran into hate card and hate card and hate card. Yeah. But I think there's going to be a lot of people that are like, I bought these Okos. I'm going to play them. I'm going to play them in this tournament. Yeah. Like, what else am I going to do? I'm interested to see what turnout's going to be for this event. I have not checked and done the count like I did for the Legacy one. I haven't signed up yet, so. <laughs> yeah, I signed up, and then people were like, are you even going to play in this format? And I'm like, I'm already $70 committed to Yeah, I mean, I'm this. playing. I just didn't feel the need because I don't think the event's going to fill up. I don't think the event's going to fill up either i don't think yeah. that is a uh yeah gonna be a, a thing we have to worry about so i don't know how many people are gonna show up to play in general and uh like i would play you know sultai or bant or something but i really don't want to play that mirror the mirror is just miserable and if you know 60 percent of the field is on that you're playing five rounds six rounds of the mirror match yeah on no, day pe- one people have to understand that you're not someone who normally is like, well, I don't want to play this mirror. This mirror right. is no. F-. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, I really don't want to play mirrors. I don't like playing mirrors. Mirrors mm-hmm. are no fun. That's not. That's not you. Correct. No, like, give, give me a mid range mirror. Like, I will play the Jund mirror all day long, every day, because there's meaningful decisions to be made. This is not one of those matchups. So, like, this mirror is just awful. Like nothing you do matters. It's all about you know who drew the right cards in the right order the fastest. There's no no skill there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it it does, it's not so much like you're just someone who doesn't like mirrors. It's just yeah. that this particular mirror is yeah. And actually, like back in Amonkhet standard, the uh, like the red black mid range mirror 
Like mm-hmm. when when that deck was everywhere, that mirror was fantastic to play. That was a lot of fun to play because there was, you know, like I said, meaningful decisions and, you know, your sequencing mattered and you could win with a subpar hand. In this standard, you can't. And it's just rotten. Standard's yeah. a mess. I hate it. Yeah, which is a bad place to be, especially yeah. when, like, the only format to play on Arena yeah. is standard. Yeah. As I'm talking, I'm trying to figure out, remember where I looked up, like, the list of everyone who was uh, registered last time? Yeah, you can't find I it I can't find it. Not that, like, doing a count on the podcast would be, like, you know, A plus good time. Right. But I was just looking for that to get a sense. Because it might be, like, you know, super small. Oh. Yeah. Did you find it? I found uh, the submitted deck list. Yeah. We are a week out. Yeah. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen deck lists submitted. Oh. Okay. <laughs> there are sixteen deck lists submitted right now for everyone. Wow. That is certainly something. That is that is interesting. Yeah. That there are only that many deck lists submitted. So, you know, that's a thing. <laughs> now, magic players are notoriously slow. Right. But you would think more than 16 people, if there were like a thousand people, would have yeah. got around to submitting their deck list. Yeah. Again, not that I have, <laughs> but I'm just uh, uh, just saying it is uh, a little a little interesting. Yeah, it's telling for sure. So, yeah, so you want to move on to... Um, yeah, we, we kind of covered uh, some of the arena stuff already as far as like the metagame breakdown. We didn't talk about Artisan. You want to talk about Artisan real quick? Sure. So Artisan is the... The funsies format. The funsies format for arena this week, I guess. Yeah, I think it goes all week. And it is... Not rares. Yeah, it's... Commons and Commons and Uncommons with a small ban list. Yeah. It was like Persistent Petitioners. I don't remember what else. Some other stuff. Cavalcade of Calamities. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Something else that I was like, oh, I wanted to do that. but (laughs) Made you sad? Yeah, I was like, oh, that sucks. Did you get all your wins? I did. I uh, was a degenerate. Yeah, what were you playing? So I started... Uh, I was like, well, I'll just play like a blue red kind of like burn mm-hmm. goblin. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, the blue red two two uh, that reduces the cost of your spells by oh, one. Um, Electromancer. Electromancer. Goblin yeah. Electromancer. That guy. I was like, okay, I'll play that. And I played that, and then like the first match I played, I played up against like the the draw an extra card improbable alliance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I got to do that because yeah. I just. Uh, <laughs> so I started playing that, and I played against a bunch of different versions of it. Mm-hmm. There were a bunch of them. That was like the blue-red deck of choice. So I played that, and I think I got my wins mostly there. Yeah. You know what that deck can't beat? Uh, What? Pants on a ginger brute. Probably not. I was playing removal, unlike some fools. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was playing some shocks and scorching dragon fires. And then I went like, I was like, well, what's the like worst possible thing i can do <laughs> you know what that thing is what's that blue black mill oh yeah that's a pretty bad thing for <laughs> uh merfolk secret keepers yeah four unsummons two runaway togethers 
four of the like one two that mills them two and you scry two. Oh yeah. Overwhelmed apprentice. Yeah. Four drown in the lock. <laughs> four thought erasures. And oh, you gotta be able to beat creatures. Somehow. Four Avenger Ravens. Woo! Yeah, that, like, that does it. And like four Ashiox. <laughs> it was some, some mix like that. I might have not had the uh, runaway togethers at the end. It may have just yeah. been like four Ashiox. And uh, I won games. <laughs> I also lost some games where they like resolved something, and I was like, well, yeah, can't I, beat that. I can't beat that. Yeah. Sounds like a fun deck, though. Mill's not good. <laughs> like, Mill, I had someone, I was like, maybe I should be playing Lucky Clover. Mm hmm. Yeah, I saw and, a couple Lucky Clover decks that look cool. And I played against uh, someone who was on the mill plan with Lucky Clover, and they still didn't mill me out, like, casting. Oh. like. And I was like, all right, no, that card just doesn't <laughs> do anything except for four cards. I think the green, white, and green, black adventures decks... Yeah, they look cool. ...are basically the standard decks. Pretty close to. Right, so you you basically have, like, almost a standard power level deck. Yeah, but you don't have to worry about Oko. You have to worry about Oko and, like, your... Your like payoff cards are kind of your. It's basically all the uncommons from the draft archetypes. Yeah. But then like Beanstalk Giant is like your finisher because mm-hmm. you just like get so many lands. Yeah. Uh, that that's like your your random finisher, and then the deck that just reminds you that we've been printing not fun Magic cards for about a year and a half now, was Blue Black um, Surveil. Oh yeah, that, that deck was miserable. That deck always shows up in these. Yeah. Because it's just all the surveil payoffs and yeah. disinformation campaign. Yeah. And you just like lose games to disinformation campaign. And you're like, why are we doing this? You well, might have lost games to disinformation campaign. Okay, Ginger Brute with Pants is. Ginger Brute with Pants, man. I didn't have a hand left for them to tear apart. It's just Ginger Brute with Pants. Just play it all, it's all yeah. gone. Have fun. So I, lo- <laughs> I lost some games to. Uh, some disinformation campaigns. Yeah. They can't really ever beat a uh, Improbable Alliance. Yeah, that's true. But, like, I lost a couple games where they thought erased me on turn two. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, if I was on the play, I win this game easy. <laughs> but I'm not. And also, like, Night Veil Predator is a stupid card. Yeah. Like, I just, like, had a game where I was like, oh, I have three pieces of removal in my hand that don't do anything. Right. I'm going to take three every turn. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. You got Delvered. Yeah, a four-mana Delver <laughs> that you can't bolt. Right. Yeah, I didn't play a ton. I played maybe, I think you needed five wins, so yeah. I think I probably played like seven or eight games. I got all 15 of my wins for the week and for the day yesterday yeah. playing that. Because <laughs> I was like, you know what? I I want a palate cleanser from... From the standard mess. From I need to like look at my hand and go like, well, I guess I have to mulligan this because I don't have an answer, and I really yeah. hope I'm playing the uh, the deck I think I am yeah. that I'm statistically <laughs> likely to be playing. And then like, oh, I'm not, so I guess I just mulled to six for, for no, no reason. reason. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Fantastic. Yeah, it's like playing modern. I think I've said this a few times. Like, yeah. It's just like... Like, if I don't have interaction on, like, turn one or turn two, I'm just done. Right. Uh, so there was that. We've already talked about our arena data. Yep. I think we had some people go into Oko retirement. Perhaps they've been elked. Yeah. it was only you and I doing data. Come back. I don't blame them. I but don't blame yes, them either. I think it'll be apparent if, like, the GP and the Mythic Championship are just, like... Oko everywhere. Oko everywhere. Which they will be. Even if Oko doesn't 
win both events. I think just the fact that if the format is like team of reclamation and like it has a maybe a 55 or a 60% yeah. win rate against Oko, maybe. And blue white control because it has a good Oko matchup. Right. And then like a bunch of Okos and one of those decks wins. Like it doesn't mean the format is like fine. Right. It just means that the rest th- of the format is now warped. Yeah. It's just, you know, I think the like measure is again, like you, we were saying before the podcast, you're mm-hmm. like, you know what? I don't know if it's Oko is a problem or if it's Nissa. Right. Right. And my argument was Oko is turning Black Lotuses into Elk in Vintage. In Vintage, yeah. No one's like, man, I got to get this Nissa in my Vintage deck. Right. But like on the counterpoint, though, is that they restricted Karn in Vintage. And that's not like breaking standard. You know what I mean? No, the formats are different. Yeah. But, like, just, like, the power level of Oko yeah. is a four of in pretty much every Pioneer deck. Right. A four of in what is arguably the best modern deck. Mm-hmm. A four of... Okay, I don't know if it's a four of in the... I haven't looked at the list, but apparently Teamer Delver is just... Crushing like it. Delvers with Renin Sixes and Okos. That sounds like a blast. Like, I'm in for the Renin Six and Okos. Like, I yeah. have them. Like, I can play them. But yeah, you're just like you just play Oko and Renin Six. And yeah, I mean, like really, that's like just a better Tarmogoyf, right? Yeah, I mean, I read uh, so uh, the guy, the Storm player who won the the legacy Cyrus Cyrus. Yeah, yeah, he tweeted out like the metagame breakdown from Goldfish. Yeah, Teamer Delver was seventeen percent. Wow, and then. The next two, I forget what the second deck was at like three percent, and then right at three percent as well was Dredge. Because Dredge has a good Delver, Delver matchup. Yeah. And my, I, I retweeted him. Yeah. And was like, I take it all back, Oko. <laughs> You're my boy. <laughs> like you make Dredge good. All right, cool. Brian, I mean. <laughs> Brian blows dust off of Flow and Archimedes. <laughs> like I take it all back. Yeah. It's fine. So yeah, you, yeah. So, like, just the fact that Oko is, like, warping all the formats, like, just kind of lends you to believe, like... Well, there was a bit of news from last week, too, that I don't believe we touched on on the podcast. Sure, okay. Um, During the Brawl event... um, Oh, yeah, you told me this. There was people winning the Brawl event on Arena with 57 lands, Arboreal Grazer, Gilded Goose, Oko. Because Arena's going to find its best of one. So Arena's going to find you a hand with either an Arboreal Grazer or a Gilded Goose. And Oko's in your command zone. Yeah. Yeah, you just mulligan. Like, you get to look at six hands or whatever. To to find, like, land. Because you know you're going to draw a land. So you need, like, ideally you need, like, land goose. Yeah. And you're going to draw a land or you need land land grazer right because okay so we need to point out here um brawl for whatever reason Mm -hmm. they thought that you should let planeswalkers be commanders yeah because you had mentioned this to me that you're like oh oko is really good in brawl yeah and i was like oh yeah i'm sure it is (laughs) and they were like well he gets to be your commander yeah and i was like you just have it in every opening hand i was like oh i guess that sucks like making all your opponents uh, stuff elks and you're like you make their commander an elk. Yeah. And I was like, 
<laughs> oh god so like so you play, it doesn't you, even like go back to the command zone it's just on the battlefield and as does an elk, nothing and as they an have elk. to kill it yeah and so you're just like yeah sure i'll take three from your elk lane right chulelk <laughs> chulelk and uh your corvelk corvelk cursed by the oko uh, <laughs> uh yeah so that i did not know that people were just on like two yeah. accelerants and 50 58 okay. lands 57 lands whatever yeah yeah crazy yeah. We, we, we done messed up <laughs> oops yeah so that uh oko taking over a brawl deck uh, a brawl <laughs> game near you Maybe that should just be my brawl deck. Like everyone's like, let's play a brawl, <laughs> right? You just like fifty-seven lands, gilded goose, or boreal grazer. I'll buy a foil full art uh, Oko for that. <laughs> <laughs> like I want my command. I want my commander to look good. There you go. So what are you gonna do? When a hit land drops, <laughs> and I'm gonna cast his Oko. That's right. I mean, in real life, I could probably go to like, I could probably have like fifteen. Non. Yeah, I mean, you, I'm sure you spells. can find something that you want to play. Yeah, but yeah, there we go. So there we, go. we broke the brawl event. So when it comes back yeah. on Wednesdays, yeah, good luck. Yeah, it'll, it'll be banned. We can only play brawl on Wednesdays. Yeah, there was a lot of people complaining about it. Actually, a lot of people were just auto scooping if they saw Oko was your commander. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame them. Yeah, like I mean, it makes sense they would be like because they are more liberal with these like yeah fun non competitive events to like ban yeah. stuff or like. To make stuff playable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see them just being like, Oko is a Joko and yep. being done with it. Oko is no Morco. All right. So I think we've covered kind of everything. Yep. Late breaking commander news or brawl news. Yeah. Figured I had to throw that in. Yeah. So with that, I think we're done. So if you want to reach out to us and again, convince us that we should play Oko. If you have the, uh, the sweet tech. Mm-hmm. Please yeah. let us know. We're going to get this out probably before we leave for uh, Richmond. I hope so, yeah. Otherwise, it'd be kind of awkward. Yeah. I mean, I've edited one podcast in a car before. Yeah. Uh, so you can tweet at us, uh, your your sweet deck list mm-hmm. at Casual Tripod. Yep. You can find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. Uh, you can email us at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. And I think that's it. I think that's it. So with that, we'll uh, catch you after the GP. Uh, Yeah, I won't be there for F&M, so we'll see you. We'll catch you at the GP. Yeah, we'll catch you at the GP.